So right off the bat, this is a me episode. Uh, you don't have to listen past this point. I know it's not like a two-way conversation or anything, but... You know, if I'm having a bad day, I like to share it. At least with you guys, you know? I don't have a huge following yet. My best estimate's 50 to 100 listeners. But I'm not certain. It doesn't seem like my analytics are very uh, well at keeping track of all that. I'm just... I don't know, man. I have these waves, right? Where I'm just going. And I just go. And I'm fine. I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I'm just going. I'm waking up. Making breakfast. Going to work. Getting out of work. Sitting down here in my studio. Read a news article that I found interesting and discuss it with you guys. But sometimes. Just sometimes. You, you know what? I'm not saying it's all the time, of course. Just sometimes it happens. Where... I wake up, and I am unexplainably sad, and I can't place my finger on it. It's just a feeling. And then, you know, I, I go through the motions of my day. I make breakfast, go to work, come here, make the podcast, record two to three episodes in one sitting, and then I go to bed. Throwing some weightlifting here and there, just to... I mean, I'm not even sure if it's physically making a difference at this point. But it makes me feel like I did a little something extra, you know? It's that feeling of, like, I I got everything that I, I hope to get done, done. I got the podcast recorded. Maybe it'll be some editing work for my Rumble account. And I got that up. 30 followers, by the way. Thank you. A lot of you guys have been going over there and following it. I do genuinely appreciate it. I do my best to post as often as possible. Even if it's not my own work, I try to make sure that's at least relevant information. Like, I'll post Afghan footage still. There's more to come out. <sighs> or something like that. Riot footage. I'm posting two things I filmed recently. Uh, I went to a Trump rally and I interviewed a bunch of people. Uh, well, a couple people there. It was, a, it was a short day. Police came and broke it up. Somebody made a noise complaint at like three in the afternoon for some reason. Um, and then today, I was supposed to be meeting up with someone, but they canceled last minute. And that's not why I'm sad. I was already kind of feeling down a couple of days ago. But uh, I walked through Ipsy and I filmed stuff, documented things. Set to music. It's a leftover from the music podcast. But, um... Just, I don't know. I figured it out. I'm just getting to it. I don't know, man. I went to the bar. Got some drinks and a burger. Shot the shit with some people there. And that, that was fun. I mean... Not necessarily fun. It was something to do that wasn't work-related. I got a job interview on Tuesday. New, uh, new place. 
We're doing three twelves. Basically, all we're doing is moving stuff. That's fun. I can do that. You know, twelve hours of picking stuff up, putting it down. What goes up, what comes down. But um, walking around Ipsy today, videotaping stuff. It dawned on me. Because I'm walking through the streets that I used to feel like I owned. By myself. But there's this time... Shit, just this time two years ago. 2019. You know, I was walking with people. I had friends I could just call on. One of them was like, ah, now I'm doing shit today, man. I'll hit you up later. But like, alright, for sure, for sure. And then I hit up another friend. And they'd be oh yeah, I bet, man. I'll meet you, uh... Meet you at that, that little Abe's Coney Island over there, man. I'll see you there. Get over there, get pre rolled ready, spark it up, get halfway through it. Friend come comes wilding down the street with a big old smile on his face. And I give it to him. He finishes the other half and we go on about our day. Had a girlfriend I was with for six years at that point. We broke up years like. Almost two years ago. Oh, year and like six months. So like a year and a half ago. But I just, I don't know. I got kind of, I kind of got new friends. This is just not the same, of course. I had uh, over lockdown or over 2020. What's really fucking sucks. 2019 was such a dog shit year for me. Like, personally, on a personal level, such a dog shit year. My grandpa ended up in a nursing home after we took care of him for like six years. Uh, I had a falling out with a few close friends of mine that I had in 2019. One of them turned out to have like done stuff with another uh, with, with his roommate's kid who was like four. I'm not going into specifics. If you go to the worst possible conclusion, you already guessed it. And that just drove a huge divide in the friends group. You know, people were just like, oh no, you, you, we still hang out with him. And I was, me and a couple of people were like, oh hell no, we can't. Fuck that guy. You know, we're turning them in. We're done. We're not having any of that shit around us. And we turned them in. And that just destroyed. Originally, it was like 10, 15 people I was close with. And it went down to like six. I worked the uh, midnights at this little uh, shitty 24-hour Coney Island. Kind of close to where I, where I stay at, or used to stay at. And it was like under the table work, you know. So it was, it was real low standards place. But it basically lived on the back of its regulars. You know, people have been going up there for like 30, 40 plus years. And uh, there's something special about working night shift. You really make a lot of friends on the night shift. I don't know what it is, but you do. I work night shifts, I feel like places, made friends there. But, you know, a bunch of potheads. I started working there when I was 14. You know. And then they hired a guy who was a pot dealer to cook there. And then pretty quickly, we all found out that everyone who worked there was a stoner. And none of us knew who smoked weed or who didn't. And then we found out we all did. So, you know, those hours, we, my shit would start at 9. But we'd be dead from 9 to, to like, 1. 
you know, when bars start to close, right? And then we get the bar rush from 1 to 3.30, maybe even 4. But from basically 10 when the boss left to 1, we were just outside bong ripping it, right? Or, or pulling up wax rigs and pens and shit. And this is before weed was legal, you know? So there's that extra element to it. And this went on for years. Like, I told, like, fuck, man. I want to say like 2013 all the way through 2019. This was kind of our, our normal thing. Long rips, edibles, a little acid here and there. When you're high and in a restaurant surrounded by food, oh my god. Boss poorly kept inventory, so it was like amazing. Those are really like the best years of my life back to back. Going to high school, smoking weed at work with my coworkers, getting out of work, smoking more weed with my coworkers, spending my weekends, you know. Since I knew all the people who worked at bars and stuff, they let me through the back door. It helped that I grew I could, I was able to grow this thick beard when I was like 15, 16. So I was getting bars at the time when all those sitcoms in the 80s made you think you want to get into the bars. So, you know, I felt like I was having this movie life. And I kind of was. I'm drug dealing, I'm drug smoking. And this is weed exclusively. For legal purposes, this is just weed I'm talking about. Honk, honk. You know, I'm selling it. I'm smoking it. I'm helping growing it. I'm helping harvesting it. I'm going to high school. I'm dealing to a couple of my high school teachers. I, you know, I'm with my high school sweetheart. It was the life. It was good. You know, go crash at a friend's house, skip school that day, whatever. You know, it was a rare one-off. And then I moved out of my mom's place, my grandpa's place, technically speaking. We were at my grandpa's place when I was about 16, yeah, just uh, before I turned 17, I moved out of my uh, grandpa's place and started renting this house out. You know, I'm making money off selling weed and, and working seven days a week. No, not seven days a week. I had, uh, what was it? I had, had Monday and Tuesday off, I believe, but that was really flippity-floppity, but I pretty much worked seven days a week. I'd also pick up a bunch of shifts. So most days of the week, I was working from, like, 5 in the afternoon to, like, 6 in the morning. Back to back to back to back to back. The main reason I was going to work wasn't for the shitty pay. It was for the high-ass weed. <sighs> kind of regret smoking that much weed. The podcast would be 10 times better if I hadn't done that to my brain <laughs> at such a young age. Before you get on my throat, yes. There have been studies that prove that if you start smoking weed, the younger you start smoking weed, the more damage you do in the long run. Your brain doesn't stop fully developing until you're 25. Meaning, about a year and a half from now, maybe almost a year and like nine months from now, my brain will be fully developed. It's fucked. But I don't really smoke weed anymore. I don't really drink either. I don't really do anything anymore. I work text people that I'm going to hang out with them that I never show up because I'm a piece of shit like that. But anyway. Owner of the restaurant was a cool guy for the most part. He knew what we were doing, but the job was getting done, so he didn't care. Sadly, the customers started to care, so he started cracking down on us for that. I got it. It didn't really make me lose any respect for him, but a bunch of people started throwing a fit. And that guy I mentioned earlier did the thing with the roommate's kid. He worked there. So did she, like the roommate's mom, or like the roommate herself worked there. There's a whole drama thing that just shattered the workplace. 
and the friends outside of work were also drawn into it too. Because we would have like fucking 15, 20 people back there. You know, our friends would bring their friends and their friends would bring their friends. We'd all be hanging out in the back quietly or out in like a big van. Because one of them, one of our friends had one of those big ass like kidnapper vans, but it had a sofa welded down in it. And like no passenger seat, it was just a sofa welded to the floor. So we could all just sit in there and smoke up. And we did. We hotboxed that van all the time. We called it the shot box. Not just because we did shots and we did do a lot of shots, but because we were doing dabs and shit. Some harder substances I'm not going to talk about on here. But yeah, man, my high school, like 2013 to 2016, which is like the best years of my life. Thought I had it made, you know? Didn't really have the normal issues that most teenagers complain about. My zits and acne all went away before I went into high school. I was chubby, yeah, but that never that's never really been a thing that phased me past, like, 10, you know? You got older brothers, you can bully the shit out of you. You tend to hear, have heard it from everybody else, and when you, you know, you hear the same jokes your brothers make from strangers, it just does not have the same impact, so it just doesn't matter. But... You know, it's like 2016, I get out of high school, and I was dating the same girl... From that point, all the way through up until 2020. Things kind of, like, stopped being special. It just sort of felt like that was the norm until 2019. But then I quit that job in 2018. Got a full-time job at this restaurant in Ann Arbor. It was a real hoity-toity place. So, you know, I, I quit on a lot of the substances I was doing. Worked there. That was fine, you know. I started biking to and from work a lot. Lost a handful pounds, which I need to get back into biking. Made some new friends there, kept in contact with like the six that I still have from the old restaurant days before the whole after the whole falling out happened. But something magical happens when you're friends with a bunch of people who are alcoholics and potheads and they go into lockdown. She gets real. She gets really real suddenly. <sighs> Had a... My grandpa passed away in April of 2020. Right? This is a therapy episode for me. Right? Like, leave your comments. Shade on me if you want. I'm probably not going to check the comments for this episode. I usually do. I might reply in the comments too, but I'm, I'm not. Not for this episode, no. But, um... I buried my grandpa in April... My aunt was there, and she's such a bitch. She's just this callous, old, bitter woman who screwed over everybody in her life. And no one wants her around. But she's there. It's her dad. And she already told all of us, like, y'all have no place to say anything. We already knew if we said anything, she'd start shit, right? Girlfriend at the time, the same one I was dating for six years at that point. She was the only one who said anything. The only one. And that haunts me so much. Like, on one hand, all the bad shit between us, that's what I focus on. She was a girl who had something to say at my grandpa's funeral. That's the girl I try to remember when I get, when I think about the, when I think about her and everything else between us. I think of the girl who was the only person who spoke at my grandpa's funeral. She said how much he, li- he liked her, but 
If truth be told, he didn't remember me. He didn't remember her. He didn't remember anybody by the time he went. The only thing he could remember was basic motor functions like eating. And even then, you had to kind of get him going first. Like, you had to get the motion. Like, pick his food up, put it on the plate, get him to hold the fork, get him to dip it, get him to put it in his mouth. And then once you do that like four or five times, then he'd get in the rhythm of doing it. You'd actually have to slow him down because he wouldn't finish chewing before he tried to shove more food in his face. But lockdown happened, and, you know, we weren't allowed to go inside the hospital. I talked about this in my Como episode, or Andrew Como episode. I uh, wasn't allowed to go see him anymore and for years, right? Well, I shouldn't say for years. For like a year and a half. I was going up there two to three times a day. I was feeding, I was going up there before I went to work. <laughs> bathing him. Getting him dressed, getting him changed, giving him food, making sure he had a snack, tucking him in, or pushing him into the lunchroom because they were bringing these music guests, like, you know, local people who just come and volunteer their time and do music for the seniors. But, um, I hope you guys can't hear that down there, but if you do, my bad. But, you know, come home, or get out of work and then I go back to the nursing home give him his nighttime medicine give him his his nighttime dinner and his little snacks cliff bars ripped into shreds you know tiny tiny little shreds which I brought a pair of scissors up there so I could just cut them into these itty bitty bits and give them to him so he wouldn't have to worry too much about chewing he didn't chew too well he didn't have like the memory to chew properly he had most of his teeth, but they were rounded off from grinding his teeth in his older age. That was one of his dementia ticks was grinding his his uh his teeth. I did that for a year and a half, and then did the lockdowns in like February. Then we get a call in April that he aspirated, which means he choked. Basically, he choked to death on his own tongue or some shit. And you know we buried him. I never told her about this. I, I, I don't want to say I had a mental breakdown. That's not the right word. I had this gut feeling that something bad was brewing between us. You know, she was always angry. She was always upset. I'd ask her what was wrong. She'd never tell me. You know, but she always seemed so angry at me. And then she started hitting me. Like she would just smack me, and I, it was so jarring. I wanted to be angry, but I didn't want to be angry at her. I wanted to lash out, but I didn't want to lash out at her. So I went kind of inward with it, and I just, I don't know, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. This woman I'd given all these years of my life and love to, just nothing but admiration and affection to. Sure, we had our little moments where we argued or whatever, but they were like kid shit, you know? Like, I tell her I'd come over after work, but I'd get home, I mean the shower, but I fall asleep instead of going over. You know, shit like that. But, it was never anything important. And then just, for some reason she started hitting me. I wasn't, like, frequently, but it wasn't rare either. We broke up the first time, because we were leaving, uh, I can't watch Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, from the one Jim Carrey in it anymore because of this. My mom's pretty hard of hearing. 
you know. And I will admit, some sadistic part of me gets humor out of jumped out of startling her. It's mean, but when I was a kid, she used to love to do that shit. When I was a kid, she would just jump around corners and startle the fuck out of me. So you know, as an adult, it's childish. But you know, she's hard of hearing. You knock on the window, she ain't gonna hear. So you kind of gotta pop the window. It's on it, and she'll uh, jump awake. But there's no quiet way to wake her up when she's asleep in the car. And I did that. Then out of nowhere, this fucking fist hit me in the head. And it's like the I don't know. You ever hit your head and like it's like a flash of white in your head like you didn't blink or anything but you know when you blink your eyes real quick and it goes dark for a split second it was like that but white like someone just hit you with a fucking flashlight and I looked over and it was fucking her saying and she started screaming at me worthless that pathetic that piece of shit this really threw me off and she was like, so we got back to her place, right? Because she lives with her mom. She might have. I haven't talked to her in over a year and a half. Didn't really talk to her much after we broke up. Last time I te- sent her a text, she told me pathetic. But, you know, that's whatever. It's to be expected, really. Her tune didn't really change much. But, uh... We had her place, and then she's trying, like, she expected me to come into into her house with her. And I was like, don't you think you owe me something? Of course, I mean, don't you think you owe me an apology for that? She said, oh, absolutely not. Fuck no, I don't. So I said, right, here's your shit. From the movies, mom, take me home. And she took me home. Didn't talk to her for, like, two days after that. You know, I should have just, I should have just ended it there. But at this point, it's been six years, you know? Eventually, she sends me a text, and she's like, why haven't I heard from you? And I, you know, I was like, you owe me an apology. You fucking hit me. And this gets really bad looking on my end. Right, I'm using her laptop, and I'm putting together this little, like, tribute video for my grandpa, because I don't have a laptop or a desktop at the time. Now I have a computer that can do all the creative shit in the world. It's an Apple product, you know? Wow. Slave labor, create device, does wonders, but she lets me use her laptop in good faith, and, you know, she always, she did apologize eventually, and she said she'll never it'll never happen again. And... <sighs> using her laptop to put together this video and then her discord notifications just keep going off and 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 i'm already soured i'm getting ahead of myself me and her were having arguments a lot at this point even before the funeral we were having some arguments (laughs) and she was always so fucking angry with me and i didn't get it Talked to one of my friends about it, and I'm getting to him soon enough. He was like, dude, that's how my girl got with me while she was cheating on me before we broke up. And, you know, most of me was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That sucks. I was like, that wouldn't be her. That little seed was planted, and it just grew and grew and grew with every little bit of vile exchange between us. And it led to, like, this mental schism for me, this weird little breakdown I had where I just... Eventually, I got convinced she was cheating, and I just didn't tell her that's what I was concerned about, because it's like, why would she tell the truth on that? 
You know, she just keeps stringing me along. I'm fixing her car, helping her mom out around the house. If she lies to me and I believe her, I'm nothing but an asset still. You know, I, I'm doing all this help, helping her out. But, um, anyway, now, now we're back to where I was. I'm using her laptop, and her notifications on her Discord just keep going off. And originally, I'm just going to open it up and type, Hey, this is her boyfriend. I'm using her laptop right now for a project. I'll let her know you were texting her. She'll get back to you as soon as possible. But then, I saw what the messages were. The way she was talking about me in those messages. And I just, I shouldn't have. And that's why I said, this is a bad look on me. But I just kept reading. And she was lying about why she broke up with me. Oh, he's just not who I thought he was. Oh, he's changed so much. It's not going to work out between us. This, that, and the other thing. Then she said I'm such an asshole. She never once, she never brought up that we originally broke up. Because she fucking hit me multiple times and eventually just one time hit me so hard my jaw got popped like i got fucking dizzy she hit me on like the button if you watch mma you know what i'm talking about that little bit between like the ear the cheekbone the eye she just hit me right there and it got to the point she didn't even care where she hit me dude she hit me in front of her mom a couple times not that either of them particularly cared i never hit her right not once not once did the thought of hitting her even cross my fucking mind some part of me says it should have. Some part of me... Some part of me says I should have. Just fucking wound back and punched her right in her fucking face. But that's not me. I, I could never bring myself to do that. So... I confront her with it. There's a big blow up, of course. And that was the final breakup. We mended things, and then about two and a half weeks later, we, we finally broke it, broke it off. She played some sadistic mind games where it was like, Let, let's go to Barnes and Nobles together. Let's do this and that and this and that together. And I was such a fucking cuck for going. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe we'll mend things. Maybe, maybe we'll get back together. Fucking stupid ass. Fucking dumbass. Buffoonish fucking clown. I genuinely thought for some reason we could we would ever get back together. Now I don't even want us to. Cause you know I've, I've had that that hindsight is twenty twenty moment. I feel like I've just bitched about her this whole time. But you know, she did these sadistic mind games and eventually I deleted her number deleted the main reason i deleted my social media wasn't i've joked about deleting my social media because you know i didn't want to why i posted bite me in the ass my podcast blew up but i mean you've listened to podcasts you've heard the way that i talk and joke and the way i tell jokes man i'm purposely trying to bait people into trying to cancel me so the real reason is i just i got tired of seeing her i unfriended her on facebook but she'd still pop up in my online friends things with a little green dot next to her like active and i just i couldn't keep seeing her face Every day, you know, it'd be like you have memories to look on. Like the thumbnail for it would be a picture of me and her happy together somewhere. And I just, it wore on me so much. that I just got rid of it. I deleted all my social media except for my Instagram. I pop in occasionally. It's just because I got a couple of friends who moved out of state. You know, they don't keep a phone number for very long. I've had like six phone numbers for just one of my friends. I'll call them. Uh, I'll call him uh, 
BA, he'll probably know. He listens to the show, he'll probably know. And dude, do not, do not call me a pussy for this. I swear to God, I will drive all the way up and smack you for that. Ugh. It's so fucking stupid. My fucking eyes right now, man. It's pathetic, really. Maybe she was right that whole time. Anyway. So after we break up, it's not even a week later. I get a call. One of my friends hung himself. We don't know why. I mean, you know, he didn't leave a note or anything. He just hung himself. Had been a couple days. I guess there was a smell in his apartment building. I went to go figure out what the smell was, but no one answered the door. Cops came, bashed the door down, and he was like, "What really bothers me about it is he was in his closet." This closet's not very tall. I don't know if you've lived in an apartment or not. You know what I mean. The closets aren't tall enough for you to hang yourself. He actively held his knees like he jumped and then let, let lifted his knees up to snap his neck and die. Like he did that all kinds of determination. And that was just a fucking chain reaction. It was just... I wasn't ready for it. So shitty and selfish to say. I wasn't ready. And then it happened again. A buddy of mine, he, he was unloading a car. He, he worked at a, a shipping company. He unloaded crates. At this point, you know, me and the girl broke up in, in August. Oh, dude, you know what really sucks? I, I always buy birthday gifts ahead of time. Her fucking birthday gift arrived. And it was nothing I ever wanted. It was exclusively a gift she would have wanted. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, swing through, grab this gift. I can't really return it because I didn't, I felt, I was too lazy to return, but I didn't want to hold on to it. And she was like, oh, you're just trying to manipulate me. And she just played. So I gave it to her. It was a super big, extra wide blanket that looked like a tortilla wrap. Stupid. I know. Kind of what I am overall. But, enough cringy shit. Now I'm just some more cringy shit, I guess. He was all in the truck. He had, a. Uh, he slipped. Coming down, like, that little pull-out middle ramp. And when he fell, he tried to grab onto just, like, I don't know, I guess he tried to grab something. I can't figure out how else it would have happened. Must have grabbed the pallet or something, but everything that was on the little wheeled hand truck fell over with him and just crushed him. It was a closed casket. And that was a guy I knew since kindergarten. Like, we were close. Like, I knew him. He went to all of his birthdays. Went to bowling together. Paintball. He was one of the first people I ever smoked with, too. We were super bad together. 
he was uh back in the day he used to have like the best memes he was like the meme dealer and it just doesn't stop I had two more friends I had two more friends kill themselves one was an overdose that one no one was surprised by if anything we were surprised by how long it took that how long it took we all knew it was going to happen at some point in time but you know just talking to him you get so fucking angry and lash out and be like oh you think i have less fucking self-control you think i can't fucking stop you know you're the one addicted to bitching at me about what i want to do oh james you claim to be this libertarian if you really were you wouldn't be bitching at me about doing these substances and all other shit And then, and that was just somebody I knew from work. But we were friends for like five years at that point. Like I knew his mom, his dad, knew his brothers. And the last guy was, uh, was driving home. I should kill yourself wasn't the right thing, I guess. <laughs> I was driving home and hit the mice slid into the uh you know those dividers and metal things in the road slammed into that hood onto engine went through the car and crushed him he bled out i lost four friends people i hung out with almost fucking daily and probably the most important relationship in oh, intimate relationship i'll ever have I know that's a very black-pilled way of looking at it. Like, I, I know... I've dated people since then. It's just none of them have lasted longer than, like, two or three months at a time. Either I break up with them or they break up with me. I'm just getting so black-pilled in the whole dating thing. Like, I, I'm losing interest in it. Like, I don't even want to do it anymore. I don't want to talk to people. But I, I know I'm too much of a social creature for that. I don't want friends. I don't want to deal with people. I just want to, like, have my goldfish, my my yuppies or guppies or whatever they're called, little tiny baby fish, and the dog. I don't want people. I just want to work on the podcast. Even on days I don't want to, I'm still going to make myself do it. Unless I'm really sick or in a lot of pain, which happens occasionally. I see every one of those moments, though. I see two caskets getting lowered. I see two urns being handed over. I remember pain. I remember feeling her hands hit me over and over and over. And then the same breath usually just wrap her arms condolences just trying to soothe me after she hit me and wrap my head around how that can happen it's retarded but i would get angry at these tv commercials and movies that always show the dude being the violent person and no one did anything you know people could see i'm sure i would flinch when she'd walk by but as far as anyone concerned, I seem to, I'm just the asshole. And I will admit, you're just getting my side of the story. So perhaps 
there's definitely some bias here. It is my story. But I still I see their families crying. I still remember the phone calls. Remember the times we laughed and cried, you know. They'd call me up and they're having a bad day and I'd go over and see them. And the last two of my friends I had, you know, that's just ripped us apart. One of them moved way up north and the other one moved way the fuck out of state. They moved over to Manhattan somewhere in New York with their folks. Oh, I think it's Buffalo. I reached out to them like a year ago. Not even a year ago at this point. It was like maybe December. I reached out to them and asked them, Hey, you know, I heard New York getting pretty draconian. How's it going? I just never heard back. And I feel this, like, vile, hideous little undercarriage of myself growing. And I just, I suppress it every day. This bitterness, this sad, angry, self-destructive little man inside of me. Who just wants to destroy things. Ruin everything he loves with violent hate. And I can't, because I'll become my dad. I cannot do that. So I swallow it down. And I suppress it. I hold it back at every turn. I've been thinking about going back to church. Just... Just so we have that sense of community, right? Like, like have that little network around me without having to directly deal with them outside of that setting. Because I, I just cannot do it anymore. I'm fine. I'm not going to hurt myself or anything. But it's just like... On one hand, I am so fucking lonely. Even with the people I talk with daily. Because I don't have anyone to tell this stuff to. And this is the stuff I think about 24-7. 365. And the harder I try not to think about the more I fucking think about it. And when I'm not thinking about it, instantly. Like fucking that. You, you catch yourself not thinking about it. And then it's done. It's over and you're thinking about it again. And I quit smoking weed, right? Like months ago, I might have like a puff here or there from at like a brother's house or somewhere, and someone offers me a hit, I might take a hit. But my dreams have gotten so vivid, and they're not even dreams, man. They're just memories, replaying things I don't want to think about. Parts of my life I just wish didn't happen or would just. Things that I've ever had amnesia, I would hope would never come back. <sighs> Oftentimes I wish I could just wake up with everything I know right now, or I just wake up in my body five years ago. Or I just wake up and it'd be 2016 again. God, I want that so badly. It's all I fucking want, usually, is just to wake up, and it'd be 2016 again, and all these handful of years afterwards are just bad dreams. That's all I want. 
Is that bad? I just missed that. You know, everyone was like, oh, 2016 was the worst years of my life. Every 2016 was the worst year ever. And I just want to go back to it so badly. So fucking badly. I did so much with all these people that are no longer in my life. That I just... I can't do it anymore. I can't watch Markiplier, Game Grumps, PewDiePie. I can't watch any of these Let's Players that I used to love and enjoy. Because I watched them with them. I can't watch... I can't watch fucking Jacksepticeye. Certain bands I can't listen to anymore because they make me think of these people. And I already do that too much. Like again, I, I don't know. This might be one of the few episodes I ever I might actually delete. I just needed to get this out of my head. Because in about eight hours from now, I'm expected to be at this Labor Day barbecue and I'm supposed to be all fucking smiles and happy. And I don't know if I can do that. I'm tempted to just say that I'm sick and I can't show up. That's such a little bitch move on my part, but I... I just don't fucking have it in me. I'm going to show up. Right, this is the fantasy part of me talking. is saying that I'm going to say all this shit to not go. But I'm going to go because it's expected of me. If there's anything, I do what I'm expected to do. And I just don't want to. But I do every day. One of the few things in my life right now that is giving me a continuous stream of happiness is you guys. The fact that there's people out there who may, may not all of you listen to my podcast the same day. Maybe you catch it a couple days later or a month later, you know. But the fact that there are people out there who on a, a continuous basis sit down and choose to listen to what I have to say and leave me both comments of criticism, comments of praise, thumbs up and thumbs down, means the world to me. It does. It's, it's something I feel like I'm working on, like something I've earned. I do all the work I working on I can, you know. Maybe I see a marginal difference, but it's never anything that makes me really feel like that. Like I've noticed the difference, right? But at the same time, I look here on the analytics, and it goes up a little bit at a time, but it's going up. And I, I appreciate it. You know, it, it's something that I did. There's no one else here doing this but me. It's just me here doing this. It's just me doing the rumble. It's just me doing this. It's just me. It's me exclusively by myself. Making myself sit down and do something. It brings me... Pride. It brings me joy. And then I see the number of views and watchers goes up. And it makes me happy. 
even when there's like these waves of just inexplicable sadness that won't go away. I know this this is here. This this exists. This is something I've I've built. And it makes me smile. You guys genuinely make me happy. I appreciate you guys for being here. That being said, if you made this far, thank you. This has been Inside Four Walls. And I've been your host, James Madison. I hope all of you have a happy Labor Day. Love those next to you. Love those around you. And just... Not to sound corny or anything, but, you know... If you have a significant other in your life, love them and talk to them. If you have close friends in your life, love them and talk to them. Do something with them. Get out there and do something with them. I'm going to bed now. I'm done. I'm over this. I'm going to bed.